it was hard, especially when it came like to communicating. Communication was kind of a struggle because my family would be completely Chinese. So I had Mandarin, Cantonese, I had Spanish, and then coming over here, English. And then when people would see me and they would see me speak Spanish, they'll be like, you're Chinese, you're supposed to speak Chinese. Like, why are you speaking English? You know, like that's the typical stereotype, you know, for how I look. It was struggle, but getting older, I realized this is who I am. This is what makes me authentic and unique. I am Latin Asian. <laughs> you know, I am a singer, songwriter, I'm a dancer. The reason why I learn all the skills is also because I was able to learn different cultures. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Vision Quest Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and on this show, we love to talk about music and culture with artists and creators who are making positive waves in our community. And being that the world is still in lockdown, in quarantine, that just means that all of our conversations and podcasts just become deeper, richer, and more secrets are revealed. So you don't want to miss this one. Stay tuned to the end. In this episode, our special guest, she's an L.A.-based pop singer-songwriter born and raised in Lima, Peru, who's been crushing it here in the music and dance community here in L.A. Her music stands for women empowerment. She's got a fabulous song out right now called Decoding Signs and more fantastic music in the making. Please welcome Carolina Lee Lee. Welcome to the show, Carolina. Hey, hi, Philip. How are you? Oh, wonderful now that we've got you and uh, no better time than right now in quarantine. <laughs> I know, right? Thank you so much for having me. I'm like super excited also because I, I know we've been wanting to like collaborate together, mm-hmm. but because, you know, I was at school or, but right now we are, so we're quarantined. So <laughs> happy quarantine for that. <laughs> Yay, yeah, I know the world's on lockdown, but it's a beautiful day outside and we're having a great time here, you know, in our PJs in our bedrooms, so let's make the best of it, right? Facts, yes. Same over here. Well, I wanted to congratulate you, first of all, on the new music and the new videos that you've been putting out. Got two new bangers out right now, Better Off On My Own and Decoding Signs. So we're going to let our audience hear some of that during this podcast. But anyways, let's jump right in to how you got started in music. Take us back to where you were, what you were doing, what was going on in your world when you were like five years old. I was born in the 90s, so I'm a 90s mm-hmm. baby. So I remember, you know, watching Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears, and I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that I wanted to be an artist, but I don't come from a musical background at all. Like my family is non-artistic at all. You know, it was kind of difficult because they didn't get it Hmm. but I feel like over the years because I continue you know my career path like either dance or singing um, artistic career path now they actually get that Hmm. I am an artist you know that this is what I do this is my profession and this is what I love Mm -hmm. and where did you grow up in Uh, was it LA China Peru okay so (laughs) it's kind of a mess because (laughs) you know yeah I was born and raised in Lima in Peru Hmm. but my parents they migrated from China to Peru so I again I was born and raised in there I went to school in there um, middle school high school even university in there and then my mom she actually migrated moved out from Peru to LA when I was five years she actually moved out to here to LA and that's the reason why I continuously traveled from Lima Peru to here as well to visit my mom 
you know, all the time. So I was always like back and forth. I was always like between here and there and and, in Peru. That's, you know, how I I grew up, how I actually learned to speak English as well. Because I learned from living in here in LA as well. And also from music and singing all the time, all these pop songs. Mm -hmm. So you're a 90s girl and a multicultural. Um, What was your first instrument that you learned? I would say first instrument for for sure vocals you know I that's singing is actually my my first instrument but when I was 13 I was like oh my god I want to you know play the guitar so (laughs) I got into like um, guitar classes I started like playing guitar you know basic chord progressions that was like my first instrument When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How many instruments do you play? You sing guitar, but I've seen you on YouTube and social media, and you're doing all kinds of things in the studio. Tell us a little bit about the instruments that you play. My mom got, you know, a house in here in in L.A., and then in here, there was a piano in my house. um, I learned to play, play the piano as well. And then, you know, later on, I saw Ingrid Michaelson play in the ukulele, and I was like, "Oh my God, I want, I want, I want to <laughs> learn, I want to learn the ukulele." So I got a ukulele, and I play it too. <laughs> Cute. That's one of my favorite instruments, the ukulele, and you keep it close to your heart. You ever hear that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, so I play the guitar, a little bit of piano, and then ukulele as well, and then voice is my mm. first um, instrument. Who are your heroes as far as uh, singing, and how did you get involved in singing and stuff like that? I'm a huge like pop girl <laughs> so um I definitely have like I love Christina Aguilera you know I'm a big fan of Britney Spears as well like she dances and she's like a great performer I've been like listening to a lot of Pia Mia she's another of my favorites I love Camila Cabello I love what she's doing right now you know, in the industry mm. currently. Ariana Grande as well. Tina Ashe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do see that in your music. What's your favorite Britney Spears song? What was your favorite one growing up that you used to kind of sing and dance to? I have tons, but I would say, <laughs> Oops, I Did Again. <laughs> okay, and, and what else? Top three. Oops, and what else? Crazy. Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the hits, all the classics. Yeah, those are my favorite, too. All the too. hits, all the classics. I know, right? Yeah. Especially because, like, I was, like, so obsessed with the music videos. She incorporated the dance, you know what I'm saying? In the 90s and in that era, that time, I was like, oh, my God, this is what I want to do. Like, I knew it from that time that I wanted to be, like, that pop star. <laughs> wow. I see a lot of um, resemblance with your vibe. It's colorful. The music is just fun and fun to dance to. So thank you for doing that and for inspiring our community. I mean, you're, you're doing a lot for the dance community and for the music community. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate. At the same time, I grew up listening to different styles as well. Like back in Peru, I would listen to tons of like Latin American singers. And there was a time when reggaeton was actually coming up. Beginnings of reggaeton to like, I would listen like to Daddy Yankee. I remember going back to school and then just going to parties and party with Daddy Yankee. (laughs) (laughs) Carolina, 
Not too many people are familiar with the Peruvian culture. Lima, Peru. Can you tell us a little bit about what the main difference in Peru is compared to life in LA? So I would say like life in LA is pretty much multicultural. You see people all over the world, you know, different people. You can see people from even Peruvian up to like American, European people, Asian people. So when it comes to to Peru, the demographic is actually Lima. Lima is super condensed and I, I lived in the city of Lima. I was born and raised in Lima too. Mm. So Lima is super condensed and it's not as multicultural as it is in here but there's a huge community of like Asian community like Chinese community as well so I grew up in that community I always grew up in the Chinese community because my parents are Chinese and my dad actually has a business in Peru, in Peru. You know, we have three Chinese restaurants, Peruvian Chinese restaurants and Chinese restaurants as well. When it comes to like the difference, I would say, first of all, it's not as multicultural as it is in here. And then people can be like really traditionally oriented towards the Latino culture. When it comes to music, the music is also different. I know that reggaeton right now is like popping, you know, but even more in Peru. Like I see a lot of Peru, Peruvian beats when it comes to pop when it comes to music bunch of like reggaeton but also like here for instance the hip-hop industry is really well known you know is like recognized in the pop culture too i would say in peru it's not hip-hop is not as popping as it is with um, reggaeton music even like rock pop it would be more like rock pop and in spanish as well so it's very like latin american oriented you know i like how you roll your r's reggaeton reggaeton <laughs> yes carolina how many languages do you actually speak so i speak um three languages my first language is espanol of course spanish and then english and then Zhongguan, chinese <laughs> that's what i meant <laughs> Yeah. Can you teach me how to say welcome to the Vision Quest Sound Podcast in Espanol? Bienvenidos al Vision Quest Podcast. Carolina, how has growing up in, you know, a Chinese and Peruvian culture, how has that affected who you are today, your music, your dance? You know, I would say it was really difficult just because, like, people can't have, like, two different cultural backgrounds, you know. But in my case, I have, like, three different cultural backgrounds. So, like, at home, for instance, my dad is Chinese and my family, they're all Chinese, so they speak Chinese. But then I would go to school and they would speak Spanish and everything was really Latin American and, like, the culture like the American culture and also Chinese culture is completely different and then <laughs> coming over here to you know America it was like completely different as well so I would say I'm not gonna lie I, I did a struggle when it came to like cultural identity you know over the years it was a struggle but I feel like at the same time getting older I realized you know this is who I am this is who I am this is what makes me authentic and unique because um you know, I, I am Latin Asian, <laughs> you know, this is what makes me Carolina. It was hard, especially when it came like to communicating. Communication was kind of a struggle again, because I, I was like always 
two languages back at home. You know, it was like Chinese. My family would be completely Chinese, and it was two types of two different Chinese. So it was Mandarin and also Cantonese. <laughs> so so I had Mandarin, Cantonese. I have Spanish, and then coming over here, it was like English. And then when people, especially when Latin American people would see me, and they would see me speak Spanish, they'll be like shook. They'll be like, "Why? You, like you're Chinese? You're supposed to speak Chinese. Like why are you speaking English? You know, like that's kind of like this." The typical stereotype, you know, for how I look. But no, I was speaking Espanol, you know. <laughs> but again, it, I would say like it was struggle. But over the years, I realized that it is actually my strength because this is what makes again me who I am. This is the reason why I have like different areas of myself. Of course, I am a singer, songwriter, I'm a dancer. The reason why I learn all the skills is also because I was able to learn different cultures. Like I'm able to understand. And also, not only the Chinese culture, but also the Latin American culture and the American culture. So it provided me with a lot of skills as well, like human skills, cultural skills too. Yeah, I love how you said that. You know, you're bringing the best of the three. It really strengthens your character, and you're, in a way, you're empowering people. Speaking of empowerment, I know that you mentioned women empowerment. We see that in your music and in your dance and in your upbringing as well. Because now you're LA based. Talk a little bit about your message to your audience. And what you're trying to convey, like your vision. So again, I've been very ever since I was little, been always like super feminine. Over the years, I realized that this is my message. I have a message of confidence. I have a message of empowering your who you are as a person. And I come like I come from a very work ethics kind of background when it comes to my family. I've always seen my mom working so hard. The same with my dad. You know, both of my parents they always been like super hard work. Workers. So I did not grow up with my mom because she was here in the United States. But the person who took care of me was actually my nana, my nanny. And she's actually not my grandma. She was actually my housekeeper. But she represented somebody who I looked up to, you know, because she took care of me. She raised me up. I was always like surrounded by this woman who would make me who I am. You know, I learned from them. And also not only that, but I've always been surrounded by girls too, especially because like I have very like feminine energy <laughs> when it's like dancing or if either dancing or singing, like I'm constantly surrounded by girls. So that's the message that I have. Woman empowerment, you know, I feel like before I was actually the way that I, I was actually taught to somehow like stay at home, be at home and just I was always just like taught to being the wife, you know, Some, sometimes when you grow up with that Latin American culture and in general, like it, it's very like girls are supposed to do certain things that boys are not, you know but I feel like, you know, coming over here and being independent I realized that, you know, I'm, I don't want to be that girl who's just going to be at home or cook or the typical stereotype of a woman. No, right now we're 2020 it's a different mindset that where we're coming from, so that's the reason why I do like to focus on work ethics too and I have all my female backgrounds and models role models are females you know from my grandma she's like the hardest worker person ever so yeah that's kind of like the message that I have towards women that we are able to be and to work as hard as men too so that's what I do and and that's the message that I like to represent that mm -hmm. yep times have definitely changed and uh, you know there's a movement going on and you know you are part of that empowerment movement your music definitely showcases that up, 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 up,
Can you let everyone know where we can go to follow you on social media? Yes, of course. So you can find me on Instagram at Carolina, L-E-E-L-I, at C-A-R-O, L-I-N-A-L-E-E-L-I. And then on TikTok, you can follow me as Caro, L-E-E-L-I. And then also www.carolinaleely.com. And recently, TikTok too. Can you tell us what you're doing on TikTok? Because I know that's the newest platform out of all of them. I know, right? So I'm actually learning. I'm a newbie right now on TikTok. And (laughs) I see like there's tons of like voiceover kind of like videos. And that's funny. So I'm just like doing those less videos right now but I have like some videos singing as well and also some videos of my music as well so I'm doing like all Mm -hmm. the fun stuff I would say Mm -hmm. like a TikTok (laughs) I think that TikTok would be a great platform for you because I think it's a platform that lends itself toward the the art and and dance culture you know I mean I think that you could have a pretty good following, you know, for, for what you do. What yeah, do you absolutely. You know what? Actually, I feel like tons of people doing tons of like dance challenges as well. You know, and I've been doing like some dance challenges in, in there too. Carolina, can you talk to us about your newest song, Decoding Signs? Tell us a story behind that. I actually released a song in um, January 1st, which was my birthday. And um, I was super excited because like, I actually wrote this song last year. And you actually heard me playing it at ASCAP Expo. Do you remember that? Oh my goodness. Yes, I do. That's why it was so familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I played in ASCAP Expo. And um, the reason why I, I wrote this song is because um, I was just like talking to, you know, different guys like me. Like I'm a girl, you know, and I, and I talk to different guys but what happened with you know sometimes like it triggered me this guy specifically it triggered me because I invested time you know with with him I thought that we were going towards something or something was going on at least but no he ended up ghosting me so (laughs) of course I felt frustrated you know I was like I I don't understand the situation like why would he do this to me and it definitely triggered me a lot you know I just I felt frustrated, but I was in my feelings. So I ended up writing the song about the situation, which was like, I literally needed to decode all the signs to end up up understanding that he was just not interested, you know? Mm. But instead, like, I'm a very positive person. So instead of like being like, oh, I'm, like sad about it i was like you know what let me just like write a song about it i'm just gonna write because i need i have feelings right now maybe i can't yeah. like he won't be he, he won't hear he, he won't know he, he probably won't know what's going on because you know he ghosted me but i'm gonna write a song about it so yeah you know like just like that. i'm glad that you did that and you know you followed your heart and you embraced your pain that's the beauty of songwriting and being an artist right you kind of express and then once you get it out it's therapy in a way so i'm, I'm really glad that you did that congratulations because you have a lyric video out on this on on youtube now right how did how did that yes who made that who came up with that idea oh my god okay so i, I think i told you before but um <laughs> i was going to school so one of the classes that i was taking at school was actually mm-hmm. video editing so one of our projects was editing a video so i knew that i was going to release Ooh. you know decoding signs i just wanted to do a lyric video on the song as well and just to like to learn the skill of editing lyrics and videos so that's how i ended up you know like doing the the lyric video for this song cool congratulations and it's on youtube i saw it a couple of times speaking of that let's talk about the song because it has a fantastic production love the beat love the vocal production can you give some shout outs to some of the musicians and the people who helped 
helped you on uh, decoding science? Of course. So I started writing the song and it was just me, vocals and guitar. But then afterwards, um, I went to Emmanuel Mendives and he's a great Peruvian producer, music producer as well. So we finished the production. And then after that, mm-hmm. we moved on to vocal production. And then for vocal production, I taught, you know, like my good friend, Vago Galindo, he did the vocals on it. And then we did a lot of like vocal arrangements as well. And then after that, it was the mastering um, side and the Jed Galindo did the, the master and we mastered it at Sonic Pictures. So I am a big fan of like process and journeys especially when it comes to songwriting. I love songwriting, but the part where I love most about music is actually the process and how you come from a little concept or this concept, this topic, and mm-hmm. it ends up, you know, having this great production, like the song itself, how it ends up sounding, you know, like I feel like this past year, I actually learned a lot about sonically, like understanding music in terms of sound. So that's amazing. Yeah. Fantastic results from your team. Congratulations on putting your team together because that, that's not easy. Um, I also noticed some of the names that you mentioned and uh, if you've bonded with your Peruvian culture here, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I like to embrace that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then Jed Galindo, she's actually a master engineer too. And she's a master engineer. And she also represents like female in the music business and the music in general industry. Cool. Take us back a little bit to Better Off On My Own, because that had a huge music video. That was beautiful. Let's give some shout outs to, uh, first of all, let's talk about who produced it, the beats, the vocal production, and then later on talk about the videography and the and the directors and stuff like that. Basically, I had the same format, but for this song, Emmanuel and I actually wrote it together. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel did the music production, and then afterwards, we went to Valvalino, and he did the vocal production for that. And then after that, we went to Jed, and Jed did the master on that. <laughs> Cool. And the video. Let's give some shout outs to the directors and the people who helped you to to make this happen because that's a beautiful music video. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I had a vision for this video. I knew already the theme and the topic and how I wanted to like have the visuals. I just had it in my head and I was like, okay, for this, I just need a videographer. I need a choreographer too. And I need dancers and I need places. So basically, so I contacted them, Mitchell Kelly, the choreography on this dance, and then all the dancers who, who like dance with me are actually my dance friends. We had literally, I would say, one or two rehearsals. Afterwards, it was just like shoot, shoot, bam, bam. We probably shoot it for about five hours, I would say. Yeah, because I had like two hours and a half on each set. I learned so much and I learned that one thing is like directing and the other part is actually performing. So it was kind of hard for me because I needed to be in control of everything because I didn't have a director at that time. So I needed to be my own director, but my dance friends, I mean like the girls, they were like so supportive and that was like the best environment that I could have because like they were helping me out when it comes to like, they were just like telling me, girl, you know what you do you you do and you perform don't like get get out of your head and do what you know to do best you know and i was like okay great so let's do this <laughs> mm-hmm. can we give some shout outs to some of the dancers yeah of course like you know cecilia Wen, you know cc also tiffany in there i also have freina evelina gian and also have courtney you know, they're all my friends from dance i love them so much mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they did an awesome job, and it's a collective. It's a whole team. What amazes me is when you said that you know you didn't have a director at the time, and you had to kind of coordinate everything on your own. So wow, that really shows us a lot about you know your vision and what you stand for inside the mind of Carolina Lee Lee. I think the vision and have the concept super clear. It's key. That's what saved me a lot of like time, and I think like time is precious when it comes to like when you're on set. There's no time for creativity in there. Like we can be creative, but for me was more of executing and delivering what we already had a structure already what already have created but at the same time it gave me a lot of experience and actually it gave me opportunities because nowadays I do collaborate also with other artists when it comes to like music videos what we need to do what's our job as a dancer me dancing for them because like that's my job too you know I also dance for and collaborate with other artists as well on their music videos Let's talk about upcoming projects. What's your future one-year vision for Carolina? Yeah, I was actually working on my next single, which is Too Cute for You, K. Bye. <laughs> yes, I was working on the single. We already have the production. It's actually with Ali Stone. She's a great producer. I, wow. I also met her at ASCAP Expo. I don't know if you saw her, but she's a great producer. The pre-production for Too Cute for You is actually with Alyssa Kuja. I know you, you know Kuja, right? Kuja, yeah, of course. Oh, she's making some good waves out here in LA. Oh my gosh, she's she's doing great. Yeah, so she did the pre-production. Actually, the demo of the song. Yeah, so the demo of the song. Wow, so she produces too. She's a great producer, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we met at Ask. Cool, shout out to Kuja. Yeah, shout out to her. Yeah, she's doing great. So she did the demo for Too Cute For You, Okay, Bye. And then afterwards, I contacted Ali Stone. And right now, the pre-production is actually... It's sounding great. Um, we just needed to move on to the vocal production and and then later on master. So I'm still working on Too Cute for UK by and that's like my upcoming single. I'm just like waiting for this quarantine to be over so that we can move on and work on that project too. Yeah, I, I love the title. Can you give us a title real quick, like how you would say it? Oh, it's Too Cute for You. Okay, bye. <laughs> I love the title. That's great. Yes. I haven't heard a title like that in a long time. That's. I feel like it's kind of like there's some um, artists that they just have like a, a song that represents them. I feel like this is actually the song that represents me for sure. To kid for you, okay, bye. I think that's your quote too on your social media for now, right? No, my quote right now is quarantined. I'm quarantined. Okay, bye. Uh, yeah, that's right. Okay, <laughs> it's the K bye. It's the K bye. Yeah, but um. Responding to the one-year vision, I also just recently graduated from music school. So my vision from now on from a year is to have an office where I could provide my services. Not only like work on my own projects, but also services that I provide as a dancer, choreographer, as a singer-songwriter too, and get more into sessions. That's kind of like my vision from now into up to like a year from now. Wow, I love that. Into the mind of Carolina Lee Lee, the entrepreneur or the multipreneur. Ooh. <laughs> Got a big vision. I love what's in store for you. Opening up your business for services for helping, you know, the young artists, dancers, people in music, creators. Creators. That and I also like to bring up, you know, the female community as well. I just like to embrace that. And speaking of that, you know, your empowerment, your leadership, somewhere in this world could be China, could be LA, could be Lima, Peru. There's a, a younger version of Carolina. She wants to be a dancer, she wants to sing, she wants to stand for women empowerment, but she's struggling with her identity through the Everyday Artist Challenge. What advice can you give to her? I would say 
trust your instincts, trust who you are, because you might have like an internal voice that can doubt a lot, but trust that side of you that is positive and it's confident because as much as you have that voice that doubts you also have that other voice that is really confident in yourself so trust that trust your internal confident voice cool carolina thank you so so much from the bottom of my heart for being on our show today thank you so much philip thank you everybody thank you so much for listening Hi, this is Philip from Vision Quest Sound. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please support our podcast by donating any amount that's in your heart. It'll help us sustain future episodes as well as support the artists and creators that are on this show. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Philip from Vision Quest Sound, signing off. <laughs> <laughs>